to Libraryland Loves. I'm Michelle Arbuckle, and today I'm bringing you stories from three different public libraries in Ontario to talk about what happened in their communities on July 8th, a day that will go down in Canadian history as the largest telecoms outage, at least in recent memory. The Rogers Network experienced a massive network outage that affected millions of Canadians, emergency service providers, and small businesses for more than 15 hours on July 8th. Debit transactions didn't work in many outlets, e-transfers couldn't be processed, even simple things like parking garage gates and the inability to buy a cup of coffee made life difficult for many across the country. But in the midst of it all, there were public libraries. Many libraries who weren't beholden to the Rogers Network were able to function throughout the outage, which resulted in more people in the space, more people using the services, and of course, taking advantage of the reliable Wi-Fi. In my own city, the Toronto Public Library reported a significant increase of in-branch activity that day, with an 87% increase in branch visits, 79% increase in Reserva computer sessions, and a 40% increase of in-branch checkout of materials. So today, you're going to hear from three different library systems, Vaughan Public Library, London Public Library, and Brantford Public Library. I asked them to talk about what lessons their library learned about their community and their emergency protocols as a result of the Rogers outage. First up, we'll hear from Margie Singleton, CEO of the Vaughan Public Libraries. So Margie, do you want to tell us a bit about what July 8th was like in Vaughan? What was going on that day? Well, July 8th was uh, was wild, I have to say, in the Vaughan Public Library branches. We've, we've reviewed the statistics of the use that day, and it was it's quite startling, we found. Um, almost four times as many people used Wi-Fi that day. Obviously, July 8th is the day that Rogers went down. That's understood, right, the day. Um, we, we don't use Rogers, so we were still very active and humming. Um, almost four times as many people were using our Wi-Fi in our branches that day, um, not just in the branches, in the in the parking lots. During the pandemic, we had extended the, par- the Wi-Fi into the parking lot. So we found cars lined up against the buildings, people using the Wi-Fi that day. And what's interesting is we had a look at who the customers are and are they different customers? And there were new people, but they were there were a lot of students. We always have a lot of students using the libraries in Vaughan. But we also had a lot of people work from home that couldn't work from home. We became home. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs were in there. So it was really, uh, it was it was wonderful to see that we could fill that need. So I just, I told you a little bit about Wi-Fi. Um, the other thing we looked at, we looked at the use of our public computers. And our public computers, to be honest, in Vaughan, they're not used as much as in some other branches, um, our desktops. We find that a lot of the people who come into our branches come with their own devices. So, but even our public computers, the use was double any any the other day in July or in the day before and the day after. The number of people who actually physically walked into our buildings was twice as many as usual. So we knew we were busy. Um, we could we could see we were busy. Um, we didn't have problems with our network failing or people complaining about the speed being slow. So we're comfortable that what we have is serving us and will serve us in uh, crunch time, something like this. Uh, we heard very, very positive customer or co- customer comments from a very grateful community that they had a place to go. 
So that's that's the biggest thing that happened on July 8th in Vaughan. That's, that's how our community responded to uh, losing access to home internet. Oh, the one thing that I will say, um, Interact was down. But in Vaughan, we removed library fines. So we really don't accept a lot of payments. So that didn't have an impact. It impacted the customers who were trying to pick up coffee before they come in, but it didn't impact the people who were uh, in the library because we have almost no fees and fines. We have room rentals, but we had eliminated fines. So that element of the um, blackout didn't impact us at all. Yeah, the lack of access to coffee that day was a real situation. I feel like that, that could have been a real revenue generator for the library. Sure. I'm wondering, did you hear any stories from people about, um, you know, were there people coming in? You had you said you had four times as many bodies in the spaces. Is that right? Is that the right stat? Four Two times? Two times as many bodies, four times as many people on the Wi-Fi. On, I got you. Okay. So of those, you know, double the bodies in the spaces, were there people that hadn't been to the library before or people that, you know, were just realizing and coming in for the first time? I think there were people, there were some people that were new, but there were people that were not frequent users that I think were, were came back to the library. Were there people that were not aware of our services and just happened upon not too many brand new users, I have to say, but perhaps lapsed users found us again. In your branches, is it mostly people bringing in their own devices or do you have, still have like computer lab setups for them? We have desktops for people to use. We have a kiosk that uh, people can borrow computers with their library card. They can scan a computer um, and borrow it and use it in the library. But I have to say most people in our, in our branches have their own device, whether it be a laptop or a phone or something. But we we don't have as many desktops in our libraries, desks, even as we had 10 years ago, we have fewer. And we have more customers, but fewer desktops. So it's it's a, a different phenomena in Vaughan than, than some other public libraries. Um, even though they're not um, using our desktops, but we still have a very, very key role in the in the whole concept of digital inclusion because there are people that don't have that don't have the device or don't have a newest device that they come and they borrow our devices. They use the devices. We have we have all kinds of digital devices that people can use. We have we have a digital recording studio. Um, we load GPS. We loan iPads to take home, all those kinds of things. We, we loan hotspots, Wi-Fi hotspots for people to take home and computers that go with them. So from, from the digital inclusion role of public libraries, we're still very committed to that because we, we do make sure that everybody has access um, to, uh, to digital uh, devices, hardware, software. Um, but then our, another role that we play that's really important, of course, is digital literacy, where we, we can, you can own a device, but if you don't know how to use it, it's of limited value. So we do a lot of training for people. We do one-on-one, -on -one, we do group sessions, we, we do a lot of uh, training, teaching people how to use their own device. This is what we find, obviously, after, after a holiday gift-giving season, we get very busy again, showing people how to use all the new devices. If you think years ago when the e-readers first came out and everybody got a COBOL for Christmas, they all came to the library with it and we showed them all how to use it. So, you know, although I, I say that people don't use our, we don't have as many laptops that people use in the library, we still have lots of other technological devices that people are accessing and learning about in the library. 
Well, I mean, you haven't mentioned this, but I will say I was in your library that day <laughs> and in the Maple Branch, um, because we were there for a conference, we had the annual Institute Libraries Place came to your space for a tour on that day, which was quite something. Um, but just the number of bodies that were able to fit into that branch. I mean, it was enough with the 50 librarians that I was bringing through. But on top of that, your entire community in there, in the quiet room, in the children's area, everywhere. And I mean, the outside vibes- Outside in the reading garden, they were outside too. It was great. They were everywhere. And, you know, it wasn't like- um, there wasn't a, a desperation or a feeling like I've got to, you, you're taking my Wi-Fi or get off my space. Everybody seemed really collegial and happy. And, you know, everybody was doing whatever could be done to accommodate all of those people. Well, the staff were delighted to have the branch full. That's that's why we all went into this profession is be, to serve, right? So the staff were absolutely delighted to have the branch full. And as you say, the busload of librarians that we had touring, we couldn't have staged a better day to have people visit. Our branches were packed full of enthusiastic people. And as you say, there was no feeling of desperation. It was a very comfortable collegial welcome back feeling to it so yeah it was it was a funny day it was a funny day it was a funny day I think the fact that Vaughn could give them the thing that they needed certainly helped <laughs> yes yes that's probably why they were so relieved when they came yeah. in Thanks so much to Margie for sharing Vaughn's experiences and to all of her staff who helped get our library's place tour moved through the branch with ease you were all amazing that day thank you so much Next up, Michael Ciccone, CEO of London Public Library, will tell us what was going on in London, Ontario on July 8th. Like everybody else, I'm in London as a whole, there was a lot of uh, anger and, and concern that, that there was this outage, but the library was fortunate not to be affected by the outage, and uh, we responded uh, by promoting available access to the internet early in the day on social media. Uh, reports from around the system actually spoke to uh, every available outlet being used as Londoners flocked to the local branches. Um, just to give you, put it in context, the previous day wireless connections uh, basically peaked at like a 500 during the early afternoon. On, on that Friday, we were at a thousand connections by 10 a.m. and we stayed at that level or higher for over seven hours, peaking at almost 1300 connections at 2 p.m. Wow. So it was a, it was a, you know, as much as it was a, a hard day for a lot of people, it was a good day uh, for London Public Library. And we had a lot of reach in, in the, um, the posts that we put up on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we had a lot of wonderful uh, Twitter comments. I can read a few if you'd like. Um, Let's hear it. So it says, uh, shout out to libraries when there is a widespread Rogers outreach, sorry, outage, once again, proving that they are a stellar social and community infrastructure. Um, so it's, it's, that's just, just one, there were a lot of wonderful comments on, on social media in particular. So it was, um, we got a lot of love that day. That's great. And you know, London is such an interesting system. You have that big branch right downtown, right smack mm -hmm. in the middle of the city. And then, you know, the, the branches that have more, uh, a suburban vibe and, 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 uh, serving people a little bit further out from the downtown. Did you find any differences in branch attendance that day? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that what one of the what let staff said because this is uh, you know we're still on the heels of the pandemic and we're still trying to drive um, participation uh, in house. And uh, they said it was like old times. Mm -hmm. uh, people were coming into the library. All the seats were filled. So it, I think the staff were absolutely uh, ecstatic uh, mm -hmm. to 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 be able to provide this on that day. Did you hear of any, um, something that I've heard from other libraries are the number of card registrations that went up that day. Did you have a sense, were these mostly people coming in that had been to the system before, or is there a way to know if they were new users? Uh, no, because we don't ask for a library card. Um, we don't ask for author authentication to use our wireless. So there would, would have been no way for us to make that correlation. Mm -hmm. So sorry, I don't no, have I don't have have that data available. But that's um, really interesting, though. Like you probably made yourself even more available for people. I mean, did you get the sense? Is it is it kind of like early COVID, where there were people sitting in their cars to get the Wi-Fi as well? Yeah, and I mean there there were. I well, no, I I can't speak to specifically, but I mean, being the doors were open, I'm hoping they came inside. But it was a beautiful <laughs> it was a beautiful day. So I, I'm sure there were some people sitting outside in some of the parking lots or just outside the branch enjoying the Wi-Fi as well. Although yeah. I have no specific evidence of that happening. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm curious if you have any words of wisdom or thoughts about the situation in London in terms of the digital divide. So what has um, what's your kind of your major takeaway from from this event and and the way that the library was used and relied on on July eighth? Well, I think that uh, this, uh, I think <laughs> I, I, the way I kind of uh, see it is that uh, an outage like this uh, levels the playing field uh, for uh, a community where you know people who normally have access to wi-fi are now reliant on places like libraries to get it whereas um the the patients that you're discussing in terms of the digital divide uh, rely on us every day so um, if anything it might have been an interesting way of people seeing what uh, those that do not have the uh, resources uh, go through on a regular basis in terms of getting connection to the internet uh, it's something that we certainly, like, we have a Wi-Fi hotspot program. Um, obviously, we, we provide Wi-Fi, we provide computers, uh, but we always do preach to um, uh, city politicians and staff that we really shouldn't be, this, this is something that should be taken care of by all levels of government and people shouldn't be relying specifically on a library to do this. Um, but we will fill the gap for as long as we have to because it's, it's such an important aspect of, of the viability of a community. I really appreciate Michael pointing out the fact that public libraries have certainly stepped up to fill service gaps in many areas of our communities, but this isn't necessarily a long-term strategy. And continuing to pressure our governments to improve stable internet access is important, as Michael said, for the viability of our communities. Next up, we'll hear from Laura Warner, the manager of library resources at the Brantford Public Library. And I started out by asking Laura what lessons were learned in Brantford on July 8th. Not so much lessons, but it definitely reinforced the fact that we're all just one incident from being completely cut off from our lifeline. And that is what high speed internet access is. It's not a luxury. It's not just an equalizer. It's a lifeline. And we experienced that during COVID when things shut down and we didn't have access to internet at our offices, at our schools, at our libraries. And 
again, this happened with Rogers being one of the core service providers across Canada and definitely in Brantford and Brant County, a lot of people and businesses were left without their lifeline. So we saw a, a full library full of people who were accessing their their classes online, doing work online, conducting their personal affairs online. So it really reinforced the fact we are just one incident away from being completely lost without without mm-hmm. internet. So what situation was Brantford in on that day? We were busier. Uh, our Wi-Fi usage that day was up 257% from a typical Friday in July, and our gate counts were up 72% overall. We have a a relatively small neighborhood branch, which had enough seating to suffice traffic on a regular day, but people were perched up on window ledges or on the floor. And our main library, I've been there since January 2021, and I had never seen it so busy there. Uh, every seat was full. People generally just took care of themselves that day. They all brought their own devices, but we were definitely busier, and there was a, a different a different vibe so if the branches were that full, your gate counts are up 72%, your Wi-Fi usage is up that much, what did that mean for the facility itself? Like, were your were your neighborhood branch staff and your central branch staff, like, were, were they okay? Did they need extra support? Or were you well positioned that day in terms of staff? We were actually well positioned that day. Uh, it ran smoothly, relatively enough. There's a few extra questions, of course. Uh, for those who had not used the library in a long time and who are gravitating there for the Wi-Fi alone. But we were in actually pretty good shape. Uh, And as I mentioned, a lot of people just brought their own devices and propped up and they took care of themselves for the day. Did you get a sense that most people had been to the library before or were, were there people that hadn't been to the space before and were just kind of discovering it? That was something I was a little bit curious about too. I I think that some there were some that were curious and just discovering it because our our card applications were also up uh, that day. However, uh, and we did we we tweeted out first thing in the morning that we had Wi-Fi and that we were up and operating. Though of course, if people did not have Wi-Fi, how did they even know that <laughs> we tweeted about it? So I'm not sure exactly how the word got out, but uh, people definitely did gravitate there and they knew that that was a resource. A lot of different faces and a lot of new new people were in that day. I have to say it was a great environment that day. It was busy. There were hardly any incidents. People were happy and grateful. So it it just reinforced how the library steps up and how it is a resource and it connects people when they need to be connected, whether that is through internet or through, uh, through socializing or through information or any of the other services. Thanks so much to Margie, Michael, and Laura for bringing their stories of the Rogers outage today. I found it really interesting to hear how libraries were used, whether it was for the first time or by a regular user or someone who rediscovered their neighborhood branch. It was certainly an interesting day that made us all reflect on how intertwined our daily lives are with access to a reliable Wi-Fi network. And of course, the many important roles that libraries continue to play for everyone within our communities. 
As Laura mentioned, we're all just one incident away from being cut off from our lifeline. And I think that's something really important to reflect on. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed these stories from libraries across Ontario. We'll talk to you soon.